today on Bible Conversations, we're going to be talking about Paul and his discussions with the church in Corinth. Welcome back to another episode of Bible Conversations. We are excited to be back here with y'all again today. Um, and a f- pretty interesting topic as we were looking at this one and, and talking about it. Um, it's kind of interesting when you read through New Testament passages, you kind of see a little bit of personality that comes through yeah. in the writers. Uh, yeah. Obviously, we know that everything in our in our Bibles are is inspired from the Holy Spirit. The mm-hmm. Holy Spirit inspired Paul and Peter and uh, John and and Matthew, Mark, Luke, whoever else wrote yeah. to record the words that they did record. Yep. However, there is also personality that comes through from the writer. I mean, you yep. see that with Luke. He they is weren't a, all cookie cutters. No, it's not all the personality of the Holy Spirit coming through. It's the yep. inspiration of the Holy Spirit of what to write. And you see Luke, he is, you know, very like fact oriented, fact fact oriented. Yeah. He's writing. This is historical narrative. Exactly what happened here are all the facts. Um, John is very much a, you know, it's almost like he's Jesus's biggest fan when you read through the gospel. I think lovey dovey, but you know, (laughs) yeah, yeah. You can like go with that angle too. Like, but John is very much just like, y'all gotta get a load of this Jesus guy. He is awesome. And then Paul, as we read throughout a lot of his letters in the New Testament, has a tendency to kind of be sarcastic with the church, which is kind of fun. (laughs) Um, It's also ironic that I, so growing up, you know, I I think I've shared this. I was not raised to be a Christian, but mm -hmm. I was raised with Christian values. Yeah. And one of the things that I would hear from other people who claimed to be Christians at the time. I, I don't know. They, I no idea if they were or not, I, yeah. but I'm a Christian. Uh, they would say, well, you can't be sarcastic. The Bible says not to. Yeah. And I was always like, no, what, where? Like, where does the Bible say we can't be sarcastic? Partially because I loved being sarcastic as a kid. Yeah. A little too much. <laughs> but, but now I'm reading through and I see, like you're saying, I see Paul's personality and he's, he is, he is being sarcastic. Like there is no other there is no other explanation. There is no way around it. He's because there are certain things that he says, and we'll talk about it a little bit today, mm-hmm. that are either true or he's being sarcastic to prove a point. Yeah. And uh, so anyway, sorry, I, I cut you off there, but go on. no, you're good. I was just uh, kind of giving an intro about you know how we. Uh, as we read through the New Testament, that there's different writers we read, um, we read from all with their kind of different styles, and um, it's just it's kind of cool to to see that God used man to record His letter yep. to all of mankind. Yes, and uh, and we can really see that come through clearly with the different styles of each of the authors. Yep. So. Um, but anyways, you, you kind of had a spot that you wanted to start with, right? As you're, yeah. as you're talking about Paul's writing to the church in Corinth, uh, yes. specifically, cause I know we mentioned Luke, Matthew, John, Peter. Um, yeah. we kind of want to hone in on, on Paul yes. and, uh, his letter to the first letter to the church in Corinth, first Corinthians. Yeah. Um, and kind of see a little bit of his style of writing come through Yeah, and then, uh, see how we can, you know, well, what that means really for us. Yeah. Well, so I'll, I'll preface it. We're we're going over First Corinthians in Bible class mm-hmm. on Sunday mornings, and so I'm I am I'm blessed to be able to teach an adult class. It's actually, my first adult class I've ever taught at Keller. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've taught college and I've taught youth, uh, but I've never taught an adult class. And not only that, but I am the second youngest person in that class. 
by a pretty decent margin. And in that class, I've got like three or four elders. Yeah. And so it's pretty, it's a, it's a daunting class. I'm like, yeah. ah. And, uh, so anyway, we've, we've been going over, you know, a couple of the chapters. We're, we're going into chapters five and six this upcoming Sunday. And I'm not going to spend too much time in chapter five because it's, it's pretty straightforward. You know, it's, yeah. it's basically Paul is saying, kick out the person that's sleeping with a stepmom. Yeah. Like, don't let that happen. Like, not okay. Yeah. There, there were a lot of problems yeah. that was, um, that the church in Corinth was dealing with. And that was one of the, yeah. Most glaring ones yes. is um, Paul wrote that there have been reports that it is actually reported a, a man <laughs> sleeping with his father's wife. Yes. Um, so, so in chapter four, though, so the whole the whole entirety of this this book so far, Paul has kind of established that he is close with the brethren in Corinth. They have a close relationship. They've got a tight knit relationship. He was there for a long time. Right? You can read about that through Acts. He, he was he was there with them. And he knows them. And so as he's writing this, he probably has people on his mind that he's writing as he's writing different verses mm-hmm. and different sentences and he's thinking about them. And but, Well, I mean, we do that too as, yeah. as you're preparing Bible class or sermons or yep. stuff. You know, you're thinking like, okay, like I can almost picture this person in the audience or in the class yeah. as I'm saying this. And, and you yeah. know, you can p- kind of picture different people and, yeah. and you can already see what their face is going to look like when yeah. you talk. There's some people, their eyes are closed. There's some people that are very in tune and listening and, um, yeah. and you can kind of, anyways, Paul, yeah. Paul can picture yes. the people he's writing to as he's, he's writing it. And he's being very intentional about what he's saying. Yeah. And that's evident because of the way that he writes, you know, when we, when we reach out to our really good friends, right? You know, I'll, I'll use me as an example. When I, and when I'm talking with some of my really good friends, and we're sitting in a room just chatting, we are sometimes kind of mean to each other, mm-hmm. and we all laugh about it all the time. Like we, we're just we're just poking fun at each other, making fun of each other. If we need to get serious, we get serious, right? And we can change real quick. Like it's not a, it's not a long process to go from being sarcastic to one another to being serious to to being lighthearted, right? Like it. It changes as it needs to change because yeah. if somebody has to talk about something serious, everybody's like, oh, okay, we'll do that yeah. because we have that respect for one another. We yeah. care about one another. We do those. Well, Paul does this. He goes from being serious in chapter four verses uh, really one through seven to being very sarcastic in verse eight, right? So verses one through seven, he's talking about how he doesn't have anything against them, how He's not going to be judged by the world. He's only going to be judged by God, right? And then, and that he's applied not only these things to himself, but to Apollos, who he mentions earlier in the, in the text. And then he asks him a question. He says, who sees anything different in you? What do you have that you did not receive? And if then you received it, why do you boast as if you did not receive it? He's being, he's being serious right now. You know, he's, why are you boasting about these things as if you didn't receive them from somebody? Like they're not something that you gained on your own. They were given to you. And then in verse 8, already you have all you want. Already you have become rich. Without us you have become kings and would that you did reign so that we might share the rule with you. And he's he's kind of poking fun at him here. You know, like, listen, you guys think you're all that. You think mm-hmm. that all that you have is your doing and, and you're the king. You have You are responsible for all the things that you own and have. And then he says, I think that God has exhibited us apostles as last of all. Like men since his death, because we have become a spectacle to the world, to angels and to men. He switches back a little bit to being serious here. You know, he, he he's still hitting that vein of sarcasm, yeah. right? But it's 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 more on a realistic note. 
Yeah. Because well, it's kind of like when you're having a conversation with somebody and, you know, you're joking around and someone's kind of talking. And then as they're proceeding sentence after sentence, you're like, yeah. oh, this is like, this is real. It's real. And and you can kind of see how he does that. Um, yeah. Already you have all that you want. Already you've become rich. And then this is like the, the like bigger joke it's like without us you have become kings yeah like you you don't even need us yeah um and would that you did reign so that we might share in the um share the rule with you it's like hey if you actually were a king i could be like a royal official with you wouldn't that be awesome yeah and then he starts the trail down from the mountain back down to to seriousness he says for I think that God has exhibited us apostles as last of all. You know, it's like, like I'm, I'm nothing. Like men sentences, sentenced to death because we become a spectacle to the world, to angels, to men. Yeah. We are fools for Christ's sake, but you are wise in Christ. We are weak, but you are strong. You are held in honor. We in dispute. Disrepute. D- d- yeah, d- disrepute. <laughs> To the present hour, we hunger and thirst. We are poorly dressed and buffeted and homeless, and we labor, working with our own hands. We, When reviled, we bless. When persecuted, we endure. When slandered, we entreat. We have become and are still like the scum of the world and the the refuse of all things. And so it's almost like, like he very quickly yeah. went down from like the, I wish you were a king so I could rule with you, to the very end. I'm the scum of the world. Yeah, because of my... mission in Christ, because of what I've been tasked with, I don't look to be a king at all. And so he went very quickly from joking with them, like, yeah, we could be, we could be kings. I wish that you were a king so I could rule with you to all of a sudden, look at what's really important. Well, and and I don't think necessarily even that Paul believes that he himself is the scum of the world. I think that he believes that other people see him as such. The world oh, sees him ex- as such. Right? Exactly. Yeah. And and then you get to you know fourteen. Yeah. He says, says we have become like yeah. the scum of the world. Yeah. Verse fourteen. You know, I do not write these things to make you ashamed. And I kind of want to just keep that in your mind because we're going to come back to that idea there. Yeah. Because I do think he's writing it to make them ashamed. <laughs> yeah. And I'll get to why in a little bit. But but he's saying. He wants to admonish them, right? As beloved children, he wants to help them, to guide them. Well, in order to do that, sometimes you got to feel some shame, yeah. right? Well, so, I think he, it's kind of like, I'm not trying to hurt your feelings, yes. but this is the, the truth of what I'm trying to get across to yes. you, you know? Yeah. Well, the, what I really want to focus on here is, is, is the manner in which Paul is writing. He's not, mm-hmm. he's not being lovey-dovey. He's not being, he's not being kind-hearted. He's not being just this, you know, overly joyous guy. Yeah. He's being, he's being very, very serious, very sincere, and very sarcastic, and he's doing all those things at once. I mean, he's a master logician, he's a master argumentator, he's, he's he's phenomenal when it comes to writing stuff down. But I want us to kind of think about how we talk to our brethren, mm-hmm. how we talk to our brothers in Christ, and you know, there are some people that that we are really close to, that we can joke with, that we can poke fun at, and we can. You know, there's there's times where you and I we poke fun at each other. You yeah. know, we we make fun of each other, and and we we have that relationship that we can do that. Yeah. And there's other people that that you and I both individually we can do it even more so with them. And then there's other people that we can't do it at all. Yeah. Because we're not that close with them, and so we have to be that kind and gentle and all those things. But you know, we we spend so much of our time as Christians, I think, being so afraid to. Of how we're going to tell someone that, hey, you're doing something wrong or how we're yeah. going to get that point across or how we're going to talk to people. It's almost and, like we're afraid to have fun as yeah. Christians. Um, 
it's like, you know, it's, we just get in the mode of like, okay, when I'm around other Christians, I have to be serious and, yeah. can't and smile. That's, can't joke. That's really sad, first of all, because it's like, okay, why do you have to act differently when you're around other Christians? Yeah. You know, I mean, th- this happens so often where if I'm with someone from church, from our yeah. congregation, but outside of a, you know, church setting where we're not in Bible class or worship, you know, we're hanging out somewhere else. Yeah. Um, and, you know, sometimes they, almost slip up with yeah. what they say. And I'm like, okay, I can kind of tell, like, you know, you don't always act the same, yeah. whether you're around Christians They're or whether mask. you're not. Yeah. And so then that goes back to the point of like, okay, couple of things. One, you almost feel like you have to put on the serious face when you're around other Christians. Yep. Number two, that unserious face yeah. may need some work if you're, yeah. if you were saying some things that you may that you shouldn't be saying as Christian. But then number three is there shouldn't be a, oh no, this is a life I can't live around Christians. This is my serious face around Christians. It yeah. should just be, okay, we, I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian and it's okay to have fun as Christians. Yeah. Now I'm not saying it's okay to have foul language and yeah. say things that are, are rude and coarse joking or anything like that. Yeah. But it's okay to have fun as Christians. Yeah. You know? Well, and you know, and, and, Paul here is not I don't think I don't think Paul is having fun as he's writing this letter. Yeah. But I think he's using his personality. Yes. Right. Exactly. And and I think that's the point we're trying to get across is we have to allow our personality to shine through as Christians. Yeah. Uh, I think uh there was I don't remember who it was, uh, but uh had gone to a men's retreat and they did a personality test at the men's retreat. Mm-hmm. And it was the majority of people came back as introverts. Yeah. Well, if we're always if we're all introverted, then we're going to attract introverts, right? But yeah. the few extroverts that there are, like you and me, yeah. we have to be ourselves and we have to entice introvert or extroverts to also come and be a part of the church because yeah. the church is for everyone. It's not just for the introverted, it's not just for the extrovert, it's for yeah. everybody. And we have to use our personality and Paul here is using his personality to get a point across the Corinthian brethren. And there's no doubt that when he's with them, when he was with them in, in person, there's no doubt that he cut up with them. Oh, yeah. There's no doubt. If he's willing to write this on paper to send to an entire church to be read aloud by somebody different yeah. who's not going to use the same voice tone, tenor, yeah. voice inflections that Paul would have, if you don't think that Paul cut up with these guys in person, huh, Paul definitely did. Oh, yeah. Right? And we have to be okay with, like you said, Having fun, but allowing most of all, allowing our personality to come through. Yeah. Because uh, I, I do think we we tone down our personality. I'm very guilty of this when I get up from the pulpit. Is I get up in the pulpit and I become kind of a somber guy. Yeah. And I've been told over the last couple of years, hey, you gotta stop doing that. Let let your personality yeah. be your personality. Yes. Yeah. And and I've I've been working on that, and it's hard because you know we we are talking about the Word of God, and there is a sense of. Uh, uh, seriousness that comes with that you know we we you don't want respect yeah respect i don't want to get up there and just be joking the whole time but i also can't get up there and just be dead serious and deadpan the whole time right there has to be a mix there has to be i've got to preach like i preach because i'm preaching the word of god and the the baseline for us is preaching the truth like that's if we can't preach the truth we don't have business preaching yep but my personality has to shine through because that's either what people like about me or they don't like about me right but but I have to allow that to happen. So I, I think that's kind of what I wanted to focus on with with uh, 
chapter 4, verses 8 through 13. I, I had one more uh, section that I kind of wanted to briefly mention. I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, we, we can go there. Um, chapter 6, verses really 1 through... Uh, one through eight or one through eleven, but the the sarcastic portions of it, the the more uh, personality uh, rife portions, are one through uh, one through four here, one through five. So Paul says, when one of you has a grievance against another, does he dare go to law before the unrighteous instead of the saints? Or do you not know that the saints will judge the world? And if the world is to be judged by you, are you incompetent to try trivial cases? Do you not know that we are to judge angels? How much more, then, matters pertaining to this life? So if you have such cases, why do you lay them before those who have no standing in the church? I say this to your shame. Can it be that there is no one among you wise enough to settle the dispute between the brothers? So he went from chapter 4 saying, I do not write these things to make you ashamed. Mm-hmm. Chapter six, he's like, all right, I write these things for your shame. Yeah. Like you are better than this. You guys are going to court. You're bringing each other to court over little matters, right? So, you know, I think we had talked a little bit before the podcast. You know, if, if Dylan, if I run into your truck, one, your truck's going to be fine. My car's probably going to be total. But if I run <laughs> I was into your truck. You won't notice with all the yeah. dents already. Yeah. <laughs> but if I run into your truck, right, and there's damage to my car, you know what? Let's turn it around because, like I said, your truck's going to be fine. You run into my car, mm-hmm. right, and there's a big old hole in my car. Yeah. And I go to you and I'm like, dude, what are you doing? And we can't resolve it amongst ourselves. Well, then we need to go to the eldership. Yeah. And that needs to be the way that we resolve that. But if we decide that we're going to go to court, we've lost. And that's what it says there in verse six. Uh, sorry, verse seven. Have lawsuits at all with one another is already a defeat for you because mm-hmm. we are Christians. We are known to the world as Christians because yeah. we proclaim Christ. And if we yeah. go to a court, even if you're to win the lawsuit, man, you still you've already lost. Yeah, because yeah. you're not. Nobody that was a part of that courtroom decision yeah. is going to be able or willing to listen to anything you have to say yeah. about Jesus. Yeah. Because we're fighting amongst ourselves. Exactly. And and then he kind of continues on, why not rather suffer wrong? Why not rather be defrauded? Yeah. Um, in other words, it's, it'd be better for you to lose financially mm-hmm. um, than it would be for you to lose the respect of people who aren't in the church because yeah. then you've lost the opportunity to share the gospel with them. 100%. And, you know, I... What I just, what I marvel about it at these passages, one is the, the wisdom of the spirit, you know, mm-hmm. wisdom of the spirit is just, it's amazing. I, you know, reading through these, these verses, I, I realize how often I just need to, you know, the perceived wrongs against me, right? I just need to let them be because mm-hmm. there's nothing that I can do about it. There's nothing that I can change. And it's better to be defrauded than to start bringing stuff up and, and, you know, in, in front of people that don't need to hear it. Yeah. But, but Paul Man, he is his personality. I think this is back to my point again. I, we don't need to spend too much time on it. But two and three, I think you agree with me that there's there is no way on God's green earth that we are going to be judging the world or angels. Like our job is not to judge the world or angels. Mm-hmm. Our job is to preach the gospel and proclaim the gospel. Right? I don't think Paul here is saying that we are actually going to judge the angels or we're actually going to judge people. I really think what he's getting across is the point that we made at the beginning. You can't take your brother to court. Right? Yeah. Like you can't be doing that stuff. You have to be 
You got to be better than that. You got to resolve it amongst yourselves. Yeah. Uh, and I think he uses those judge the world and judge angels as such a far-reaching, massive, yeah. big thing that is so out there. Well, and I mean, we kind of talked about this beforehand. The the way I kind of see it when he says, uh, do you not know that the saints talking to Christians, yeah. you Christians, will judge the world? And if yeah. the world is to be judged by you, are you in, in competent and trivial cases? He's essentially saying the message that the church has this good news of Christ, this gospel of Christ that you are to take to the world. Yeah. That's essentially the measuring stick that is going to judge the world. You yeah. know, not that you individually are going to sit on a throne and say, no, you're wrong. Yes, you're good. But this message that you have been entrusted with is yeah. what's going to be judging the world. And so if you are messing up any kind of influence you have over the world, then that message isn't even going to be shared with the people. It's yeah. not even going to be be getting through to them. And so that's kind of how I see him formulating this argument. But yeah. um, but it is a very far-reaching thing. It's like, yeah. you know, obviously you're not going to be the one sitting on a throne yeah. judging people. Yeah. Um, you're There is one judge. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, I you know, there, there's even more. I mean, you could even go into the, the, the second half of chapter 6, you know, where he, he uses those quotes, all things are lawful for me. And I... I almost read that in the SpongeBob uh, uh, text where you've got the capital, capital lowercase, letter, lowercase, capital lowercase, yeah, like all yeah. things are lawful for me. You know, yeah. I kind of read it like that. And and Paul is just he's allowing his personality to come through. He's he's talking about very serious matters. Right? He's talking about things that pertain to life and death. He's talking about salvation. He's talking about very weighty and meaty things. But he's talking to people that he knows and people that he loves and people that he cares about, and he's willing to be himself with them. And I think that's just so powerful. You know, the, the, I mean, this is the this is the word of God. These are the holy scriptures. Like this is this is life, and in it we see Paul being himself, and through his personality, the Holy Spirit is giving us things to read and to understand, and to know, and and to live. And I just I, I think that's just so incredible and amazing. And, and we. And you and I, everybody that, that listens to this has to be willing to be ourselves Absolutely. around people yeah. because that's the only way we're going to win people to Christ is by being ourselves. Well, and that's the point that I really want to hit at is yeah. that's the only way to win people to Christ is by being ourselves. Um, yeah. We cannot expect to put on a face. We can ex- not expect to be someone different in different aspects of our life and yeah. still expect people to say, Oh, you're sharing a, a message with me. Yeah, I'll listen to that because they they don't know what kind of person you you're trying to be. Yeah, and you have to be consistent. Yeah, you have to be yourself, whatever your personality is, whether it is, you know, where you want to where you want to have fun, where you want to cut up, and you want to yeah. you want to joke around, or if you are a very somber person, you know, and someone who's who's very down to earth. That's great. Yeah. Be yourself. Don't pretend to be someone else. Yeah. You know, and I, I think that's really the point we're getting at is, yeah. is don't pretend to be someone else. Just be yourself because that's how you win people to Christ. You know, we've yeah. said over and over the, the way to, to bring people to Christ is to share your faith, yeah. share what you have put your faith in. The reason that you decided to follow Christ, share that with somebody. Yeah. That's all part of being yourself. Yeah. You have to be who you are and share your faith yeah. so people can then see Christ. Yeah. So um, 
I do kind of want to share one more story yeah. about about joking around and stuff. Yeah. Because this whole like I I think our whole point was it's okay to have fun. Yeah. You know. Um back in First Kings, chapter mm-hmm. 18, we read about the prophet Elijah. And um he is kind of going against some prophets of Baal. Yeah. Elijah saying, you know, my God, Jehovah, Yahweh. Yeah. He's the real God. Yeah. Baal, he's not even real. Yeah. But all these prophets of Baal, you know, they're arguing against him. And so they decide to have like a little contest. They build two altars, put a bull on each altar. Yeah. Um, and they're essentially their contest is, okay, let's see whose God can light this altar on fire as a sacrifice. Yeah. And so um, the prophets of Baal, you know, they're like, they're dancing around. They're it's cutting themselves. They're, they're crying out, trying to get attention of, of Baal. And Elijah in verse 27, it says, and at noon, so Elijah waited half the day. At noon, Elijah mocked them saying, cry aloud for he is a God. Yeah. Either he is musing, you know, maybe he's just joking around, joking around. He, you know, he's trying to make y'all do a little bit more to get his attention yeah. or he is relieving himself. Maybe he's using the restroom. It's okay. <laughs> um, or he's on a journey, you know, maybe he's on vacation. Yeah. Um, or perhaps he is asleep and must be awakened. Yeah. And so, um, uh, and then you read in verse 28. So they cried aloud and cut themselves after their customs with swords and lances until the blood gushed out of them. And so Elijah seriously is just like, Y'all, I'm going to have a little fun while I'm sitting here having to watch this. I can just imagine Elijah smiling as he's saying that. Yeah. Maybe he's relieving himself. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> he's in the bathroom. Maybe he's on a trip, guys. He might be asleep. You should probably yell a little bit louder to wake him up. And then after that, he has water poured over all the altar. Yeah. Uh, so much water that even like it filled up the little trench that they had built around the altar. Yep. And then he prayed to God. God sent down a fireball. Boom. Lit up the altar. Yeah. Uh, consumed the bowl that they had put on the altar. Even slurped up all of the water that was around it. Um, and everybody was like, whoa, okay. Yeah. I know which God is real. It's and not 450 Baal. prophets of Baal died that day. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, so anyways, I, I just think that sometimes we're like, we have to be serious 100% of the time and 100% of the time we have to be serious. And I'm like, yeah. you know, it's okay to have a personality. Yeah. So we, we definitely have to be respectful. That is true. But, but yeah, I mean, we can. We can allow our personality, who we are, to shine through, and uh, that's that's the beauty of the church. You know, we are one body, but we are many members. Yeah. And uh, so, anyway, that's that's all I really had to share. Um, did you have anything else you wanted? No, that was about it. So, um, thank you all for listening so much. Uh, we really appreciate it. If you will go back and listen to some past episodes, because uh, I was looking the other day, we have over 160 episodes that you can find wherever you listen to our podcast, whether it be on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, our Heart Radio, Pandora, or even on our website. You can scroll back all the way and listen to any of those 160 episodes that you've missed before. So I really want to encourage you to do that. Um, and also check out our Facebook page. We have a link on there for our new Bible Conversations shop. You can get some really awesome Bible Conversations merch, um, whether it be a, a t-shirt since it's starting to get warmer out or if you still like to wear hoodies around the house we have those available too so stick around for just a little bit longer and listen to how you can contact us and uh and maybe even help us out a little bit hey 
Thank you for listening to another episode of Bible Conversations. We want to encourage you to check out our proud partners, Ministry League. They have a website as well as an app that you can download from your smartphone. Yeah, not only that, but also be sure to send us an email. You can reach us at kcocbibleconversations at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you what your thoughts and comments are on today's episode. And if you have any questions or any comments, anything that you would like to let us know, please send us a text at the following number, 972-905-0856. Yeah, and that way we'll be able to uh, get that comment and and get back with y'all as well. And please leave reviews and comments. I know there's a lot of places that you listen to this podcast that you can leave comments and reviews. I know Apple Podcasts, I'm pretty sure iHeartRadio and others, you can uh, leave reviews and comments as well. And last, but most certainly not least, we ask that you share this with your friends. Uh, We do our best to provide... Uh, biblical and and, and strong uh, discussion and we hope that you can feel free to share that with everybody that you love and come in contact with thank you all so much for all of your support we love you